G'day, and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko. With me, as always, fresh off the boat, Andy. Well, it's not a plane, not a boat. I don't go anywhere, bro. I don't know how this works. Let's leave all that behind. Because, and I don't know if you know this yet, but this year just got a lot better. It did get a lot better. Men with large penises, the only man with a large penis in the sport is now back in the sport. Big Dick, Danny Rick, is racing for Red Bull in brackets out for Tauri. <laughs> next week. Next next week. Next week and for the rest of the season. Dropped at midnight last night. It's just the best news. It's the best news. I didn't expect this. You have said a I couple said, of times. I said that I expected him to be announced for Red Bull by the summer break. I didn't expect him to get announced for Alpha Tauri this soon. You were more of a person being like, it might happen. I was in there. There's no way. I was a big Nick DeVries supporter. I can't. Shocked. First of all, I actually learned something from you. Okay. I opened Reddit this morning when I was sleepy. I saw the post and then I went, this is probably a meme on Formula Dank, which I did about the Taylor Swift Fernando thing. (laughs) 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 Uh, It's legit. It's legit. He's back. Oh. Nick DeVries has been told to leave. That was the wording from the press statement is Nick DeVries has been told to leave and Daniel Rick is on loan. I don't know if there's an option to buy, but he's on loan from Red Bull and he's going to race for AlphaTauri for the rest of the season. This is huge. Yes. There's a lot to talk about in this move. So we're clearly excited. We're massive supporters of Daniel Ricciardo. In fact... It's pretty much what made us start the show when we both found out we liked Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. It's massive news because you've got Nick DeVries, who is a Formula E world champion, a 28-year-old young man, incredibly talented Dutch driver. F2 champion. F2 champion. F3 as well. Of course, they normally go hand in hand. Crazy that Red Bull were like, you know what, man? We're kind of done here. Especially at AlphaTauri, which seems to have been relatively stable over the last couple of years. I have a theory behind this, and it all stems down to Nick being 28 years old. Yep. I think when when Nick did that drive at Monza last year, he was in a car that was shit, but, and so everyone's like, oh, my God, he's driving the balls off. He scored points for Williams. Here's the kicker. Monza, you need no downforce, and Williams don't understand the concept of downforce. Yeah. Oh, now they do because Red Bull pinched their floor. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't think they understood what kind of floor they were using. I think Red Bull was like, that will work if we change it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, Nick, Nick's out and I think that's it for his F1 career, unfortunately. It was 10 races. Yep. I don't see... He hasn't had the tenure like some other returning drivers have had. So mm. Magnussen and Hulkenberg. Both had had long careers going into it. We're talking like 10 plus years almost. Yeah. Daniel Ricciardo is one of the most beloved members of the sport and one of the most talented. So he has tenure. Yeah. Uh, who else have we seen come back? Fernando Alonso, two-time world champion, obviously. obviously. That, you know, there's there are people who have earned enough of a reputation or have shown enough behind in the backgrounds to make teams go, you know what, we're going to take a second chance on you. And Esteban Ocon. <laughs> yeah, and Esteban Ocon. <laughs> to be fair, he never quite left the, left the sport. No, he was hanging around Toto like a wet fire. Speaking of hanging around Toto, now Toto just seems to be collecting people who's like, no, no, I swear to God, they're good. Just sign them, bro. <laughs> He's got Mick 
and Nick. Well, no, Nick's got no affiliation with them anymore. No, he doesn't. But Toto came out and said it blows my mind that someone's not signing him. When? The other day, he just was like, I can't believe like Nick DeVries is a good driver. Just a comment. It wasn't even like an interview or press statement. It was just a comment he made to me. and was like, no, Nick DeVries is a good driver. I okay. see potential in him. It's just funny that he's kind of like got the two people that no one really wants to touch. He's like, no, oh, come on. <laughs> the heap's good. <laughs> well, I didn't expect Danny to get in the car before Mick, though. I thought Mick could get back before he did. And it's kind of funny because... So last night before the news broke... There was rumours all day yesterday that Nick's done. Uh, the two Dutch commentators, the one who speaks highly of Red Bull and the other one, both were like, no, this is this is done, Nick's out sort of thing. He's been told to leave. Danny gets in the, the Red Bull and is putting lap after lap. Now, I know testing is different to race conditions and stuff, but he put in a time that would have netted him front row start at Silverstone last weekend. Like... Which is what Red Bull is looking for because Checo hasn't been five races in a row. Yeah. Q3. I know. And I think this, light, not only does it light a, a fire under Checo, but it, it, the pressure's now mounting. I am almost going to go out on a limb and say maybe this is why we've actually started saying, not the pressure mounting now, maybe five weeks ago, five races ago was when he was told, hey man, you see what Daniel's doing. Maybe the pressure has already been a little too much and it's just rattled a little bit of self-confidence. And we're not talking like, no one gets broken by these rumours. No. But when you are doing everything at 300 kilometres an hour, 98 fucking steering wheel adjustments, Mm. a lap, all this sort of stuff, anything that is not putting you at your peak performance is going to detract tenths of seconds. Yes. That's just how it goes. I know. But I, I think this is a clear indication. And obviously at Silverstone, there was the like the stadium thing where Jerry and Christian Horner were on the stage and they were asking him and he said, would you guys like me more if I put Danny in the car? And what, two days later, Danny's in a car? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, th- I definitely can see the correlation between those two statements. I feel like the decisions made well before <laughs> before oh. then, but I like I like the attachment <laughs> you've placed in there. Because <laughs> now now it's become a popularity contest. Where he's like, man, everyone likes Toto this year. What can I possibly do to beat Toto? Put Danny in a car. You put Danny in a car. Wrong car, but but I think <laughs> no, because if Danny really wants that Red Bull seat, that that seems to be Danny's goal. He wants that second Red Bull seat. Now he he's comfortable being a second driver. If Danny can put in the pressure onto Sonoda, all of a sudden, it's going to be pretty impossible to not have Danny in that car next year. Okay, I like this. I, I think if Danny comes out and he's putting in the same performance as Sonoda, even better potentially. I know it's the worst car on the grid. I understand that. I'm not expecting him to win a race. No. But if he's consistently finishing 10th, 11th, and beating Sonoda every week, which he could potentially do... Like, this is already, like, this is Checo. This might be Checo's final year. Yes. And I think it's Checo's possibly last year, Danny being a big influence, but we've already discussed a lot of other influences that are having an effect on Checo that's making him think otherwise, which is the length of the calendar. He's now a father with a young family. Mm -hmm. There's a few other things going on. This might be the last little addition where it's like, well, hold on, there's this single crazy 30-year-old Australian who 
can dedicate everything to this, mm-hmm. maybe it's time. Like, and as much as Checo has been disappointing lately, I don't think it should take away anything from the man's talent because even when he qualifies badly, he still pushes through the field. Still pushes through the field, and he's not as good a driver as Max. Very, very, very there's few not, people are. There's not many people that are. Yep. Lewis can be on his day. No, Lewis can be if he has the car. Yep. And also on his day because Max has beaten him when Lewis has had a bad head day. You know what I mean? Lewis needs quite a few things in his path to drive better than Max. Fernando is equivalent, if not better, I would say. I'd say Fernando's equivalent to I'd, Lewis. I'd put him up there with Seb as well with like in prime talent. Prime Seb, yes. Seb now, no. No, of course. But Seb's also, what, 76 years old? Well, I mean, according to you, he's going to be Helmut Marco next year. I did say that, actually, yeah. Uh, it makes sense to me. So, like, Helmut lost his mind, I want to say... 2010? Oh, I was going to say in utero. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think the man was born insane. And he is, and we love him for it. That's what, what we like about Red Bull, because Dr. Helmut Marco is a fucking lunatic. Mm-hmm. It's just Seb makes because what is Helmet's technical role? He's the I think he's like the head of the development program or something. Yeah, he's like he he basically runs the Red Bull Driver Academy as well as the Red Bull Drivers. Yes, well Christian does the cars. Christian's the team principal. Yep. He he deals with everything else. But the, when it comes to the drivers and the drivers molding into F one, that's Helmet Marker's position. And you know what? I don't think there is a better, gentler, more intelligent and likable person to be your teacher coming into F1 than Seb. Than Seb. No, I agree. He was there, actually, yesterday when Danny was pulling laps. He popped his head in, said hello. Danny, super shocked to see him, but was really happy. Why don't we get Seb in the other one? Let's dump Sonoda while we're at it. Please. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It would... Because that's the thing. That would be the gentleman. Like, really, I think all of us as fans of this sport know that this is... For possibly the rest of F1's history, going to be a one or two car ordeal. Mm. So why can't we have some fun down the lower end of the field? Exactly. <laughs> Leave Mercedes, Red Bull, and McLaren now of all people. We'll get into front. that. We'll get into that later because we're. we're this perfect. is only this is only a special episode. So, to wrap things up, Big Dick Daniel Rick is back. Yep. Which means we have a new use for our saying. You'll be hearing it a lot. Thank God. Nick DeVries is gone. We're a little bit sad about that, which is overwhelmingly outnumbered by our immense happiness that the best Aussie's back on the grid. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're happy because you don't like Oscar. <laughs> yeah. We have an Aussie on the grid as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> anyway, we will be back with a very long, one of our old school famous ramblers in the next couple of days. That'll come out Friday. Yeah, I didn't do anything when Andy was away. <laughs> so we got a lot to talk about. We got a sprint race and two Grand Prix to talk about. Tomorrow. We could probably skip the sprint, I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and we'll see you on Friday, guys. See Thank ya. you. Bye.